0: Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Towers, Macabre, Banner, bead Metal, Mayhem. I'm James. And I'm Jody. Boo! And I'm James. I'm not joining in on that. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, that was a sound effect I was trying to find. But I was going to have to actually log into Netflix and listen, record it off the actual thing. And it just wasn't worth it. And we've already probably overused our deja vu on, on this season series. <laughs> yes oh yeah right now everybody's going how about for something completely different you've done that too many times
1: (laughs) yes yes we have
0: (laughs) and as obvious monty python series two i'd say part three but it's actually part four because of how we screwed up the first (laughs) no we wouldn't do that no not at all no. back in my day we had to have six episodes to get through our stuff we appreciated it that's not far off <laughs> i think we could do two more uh, they may be long episodes though
1: that's what she said no wait.
0: <laughs> no she didn't <laughs> she she said you're having an episode Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, so, that makes more sense. It, it does. Huh, so, are you having a a beer or drink or anything tonight?
1: I I am actually. Hang on, just a moment.
0: I was gonna I was gonna guess what it is.
1: Ooh, hmm.
0: I heard that. It's good. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is good. If if it's the Fuller ZSB, I think you're going to use. It. It is. Yes. Mm, yeah, Fuller ZSB. That, that is what it is. Oh, so good! What am I? It's that one right there. That one. That one over there. It's,
1: it's that one right there. I, 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 going to put it into the app that shall not be named, and I typed in "Fuller's," and it was the second one on the,
0: on the list. What was the first one? Pride.
1: Um, I don't remember.
0: I don't either. Because uh, yep, London Pride. Ah, there it is. <laughs> May log mine, but I haven't. I yep, I've already logged mine. I'm not going to worry about doing it again. I'm just having a Shiner Schinerbach from sprezzo brewery out of texas uh it's just a really nice 4.7 but i love the bach it's a nice deep biscuity multi
1: yeah yeah the i like shiner bach that's good stuff
0: yeah, probably i don't have my, it very often other than guinness and you know a couple it's up there in my top five of nice simple low abv that are just classic awesome damn awesome beers So, um, last time, <laughs> Monty Python, if you remember, for Series 2, we're also doing what happened just after university, just before Python. Uh-huh. Whereas, Series 1 was, you know, like, as they got together and were making Python and creating it. Yes. Uh, so, uh, last time we, we talked about the Frost Report and Twice a Fortnight. Those were the the big two things. And uh, also... I thought
1: you, I thought you were going to say those were the days. <laughs>
0: Those were the day. Uh, no, that's not how that song goes. No, it's uh, not. I, I could, I could do it like Edith. <laughs> Those were the days. <laughs> that
1: was, that was actually pretty good <laughs> for for an Edith impersonation.
0: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that's that's what I want to be known for. <laughs> I want to be known as the best Edith Bunker impersonator. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, just, uh, we're going to keep going here, meathead. <laughs> <laughs> meathead? <laughs> uh, yeah, I discovered the other day that there are multiple meatballs, like four meatballs movies. I've only ever seen the first one like a dozen thousand times. The yeah. second one once or twice because it sucked, but it is okay. I think I watched the third one once and it was horrible except for the nudity. <laughs>
1: That would be a reason to say it's not horrible.
0: You no, know, it was still pretty horrible. There were better B movies with nudity that were just better movies that you could get on VHS back in the day. Speaking of nudity, other things the Python Pythons did right before they moved into being Pythons. Uh-huh. Was, and we mentioned this last time because Jody was like, Hey, is this the thing with Marty Feldman and stuff? And I'm like, No, but that's coming up. Well. Here it is, <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo. At last, the 1948 show, which was made by David Frost's company, because we we talked about him in the Frost Report. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Thirteen episodes over two series, uh, February to November 1967. So you know, just just in the course of a year. Okay. Yep. Had Cleese, had Chapman. Uh, Eric was also in there um, and uh, acted with Marty Feldman, who. We've discussed in multiple things, a uh, yellow beard and young Frankenstein. Yep, uh, and uh, a chap named Tim Brook Taylor, who I know we mentioned in the series one Python starting things, and he'll come up again in the university things when we do series three in the Cambridge Footlights. Yeah, Cleese did say that Eric Idle was on both Frost Report and 1948, but doesn't talk much at first, which to me seems kind of weird. <laughs> But you know i get even well at work i'm i'm fairly outgoing and gregarious but the first six months i'm at a new job i'm not because i'm figuring out how things go yeah yeah and this series only lasted for about 10 months (laughs) Yeah. uh, the name by the way is a take on how long it took program planners to make decisions because this of course came out in the 60s and it's making fun of, hey, we wanted to do the show back in 1948. And it took him this long to go ahead and give us the OK. So we're going to call it at last the 1948 show.
1: <laughs> I was wondering about the title. Yeah, that's, that's funny.
0: Yeah, it's see humor. Ah. Yes.
1: Now, I, I know the Frost Report and this show. Um, I know several of the Python sketches actually started off as as a variation of a sketch on, on one of those other two shows or were just redone completely on, on Python.
0: Yeah. Some redone a lot of them were ones they worked out that they wouldn't let them use. So they kept them for Python. Yeah. And some that they redid and reformulated to make it fit Python better. Yeah. Just all sorts of, yeah. Just like musicians when they're in a band that doesn't work out very well, then they, you know, move yeah, on were- and become. Better they use old songs sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame them. If you got a good idea. Yeah, I wrote this fucking hilarious skit. We're doing it. <laughs> That's right. At, at last the 1948 show, there actually had a female co-star. So not just, you know, like Carol Cleveland, who is in the show, but an actual an actual co-star. This female co-star, Amy McDonald. Uh Cleese loved working with her. I felt that at uh, at the time women were expected to not be zany so couldn't be as funny and he was extremely happy because amy mcdonald could she could just let go and be a little insane
1: nice yeah
0: and, and DeCleese actually points us out in uh the 80s uh, don french and jennifer sanders uh you know we may know um her at least from uh Ab- absolutely fabulous yes uh, they uh they started a female comedy collective called the comic strip in the 80s and just really went for it and he he loved that cool yeah, and and uh if you don't know absolutely fabulous you might know her as the voice of the evil fairy godmother in shrek 2 or the mother of ross's english fiance emily and friends
1: i, I know her best from ab fab but...
0: <laughs> yeah, so anyway uh to move on if, if you're okay yeah uh 1940 i'm just gonna say 1948 the writing no. and airing <laughs> took place between frost reports two seasons so the frost report book ended this show oh okay and uh, the, in the show is uh, this no actually matches with jody this is where they got to try the funnier things they couldn't do on the frost shows and clee says that this was one of the bridges to python because they got to push it a little bit more yeah and as jody loves to talk about most of the 1948 shows were wiped by the bbc <laughs> 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 yeah, Yep. Uh, but, but some have been found and they have put out a DVD with those few shows. And I, I do own it. I've got it. It's it's hilarious. It's not quite Python, but I enjoy it quite a bit.
1: I, I may have to look for that because I, I was just thinking it would be nice to see those. I, I've seen I've seen some of the skits, some of the sketches, because um, Cleese especially will share those on social media.
0: Yeah, in, a, in his autobiography, when talking about these sketches and the mm-hmm. fact that we we can't, you know, necessarily see them, but he goes, and "Here's a quote: the sketches are really funny, in my opinion, and it's my fucking book."
1: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very much like John Cleese.
0: <laughs> no, and actually, it also sounds like us because how many times have you said, "You're not paying us? Go do your own fucking podcast." <laughs> yeah, that's
1: true. That's true. We've we've done that. <laughs>
0: I I have I'm you, you may be nicer <laughs> about that. There are other things you're more of an asshole about. Well, that's that's true too. We <laughs> each have our soapboxes. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Justice Cleese said he and Chapman would watch. Do not adjust your set, which we'll get to in just a moment. Uh huh. And we did mention it in the series one arc. Uh, Palin said he and Jones and Idol love to watch the ni- that 1948 show. Yeah. Cool do you have anything on that I, I know that most of these are my notes but do you have anything on do not adjust your set that you've not been able to say nope okay uh quick note uh here in 1968 february 20th specifically cleese married american actor connie booth who would play many parts in python uh, the series and movies yes and uh, they they would go on to do faulty towers too but that second series of faulty towers was during their divorce and that's where there were more and yeah he talks about how hard it is to co-star and write with somebody you're divorcing <laughs> oh crap
1: yeah i bet that is uh
0: <laughs> he said they did it and it was funny i've watched it. i love the show but mm-hmm. that's a good reason not to continue
1: that's something else that cleese actually shares on social media are clips from faulty towers oh yeah it's uh, basil's hilarious
0: yeah uh, but that's post Python, so we maybe we'll do that sometime, yeah. But also, in 1968, there's a television program produced by David Frost that starred John Cleese along with Graham Chapman and Michael Palin, and some other non Pythons, including Connie Booth. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, yeah, Faulty Towers is 75 to 79. I've actually got that written in here, uh huh. Uh, but this was called How to Irritate People. I don't own it now, but I actually did have a VHS copy of this back in the day when VHS was king of the hill. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's good. It's really good. Uh, there there are some skits in this one, too, that were redone for Python uh, that we, we've, we've actually mentioned, I think, once or twice from series one because they would especially use older jokes in the first series because that's when they needed them.
1: Yeah. I, I, I guess at this point, I'm just going to say, Follow John Cleese on social media, Facebook and Twitter, because he's also shared clips from this show as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love him on social media. He's yeah. hilarious. He, he is. Now, but you know what's funny? Monty Python.
1: Yes. Also, that John Cleese very rarely, if ever, shares clips from
0: Monty Python. Oh, no, he shares his stuff. <laughs> yeah, he, he does.
1: But it's, it's, it's more of the other stuff is usually what he shares. Now, occasionally, yeah, I do, I do occasionally see a, a Python sketch, but it's usually one of the older shows or Faulty Towers. Yeah. That, that was a newer one, but yeah.
0: <laughs> it were interviews from the 70s or 80s or, you know, even newer. Yeah. yeah. I, I know I mentioned Michael Palin. Uh, uh-huh. he, Clee you said did. He, he and Graham actually gravitated toward Palin, even though they hadn't acted with him before. Uh, they just actually like his personality. So here's where Palin, Michael Palin, and, and Cleese and Chapman are really, you know, starting to to bond a bit. Mm-hmm. And Palin brought a sketch about a garage owner, which would later become the dead parrot sketch. Yes. It's one of those, everybody thought it was really good till the actual tape, um, you know, everything went really wrong when they went to tape it. The, <laughs> the practices were great, and then they taped mm-hmm. it, and it was just kind of, kind of fell apart. But yeah, as a... As a <laughs> This, that sounds think, familiar did we talk about this with the dead parrot sketch where it was based off of uh the mechanic that Payla knew that would you bring the car in and be like no no it's fine you just got to get several miles on these before the brakes start to work i this think was, we did but yeah. that yeah <laughs> so i think we did yeah that's they actually use that in this and then yeah then turn into the the dead parrot sketch because a dead puppy sketch just would not be as funny <laughs>
1: Yeah, that would just be wrong yeah, it um but you, you 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 said something about how it how it worked really well in rehearsals but then when they went to actually do it, it it kind of fell apart yeah yeah that that reminded me of us in a band
0: look if you're gonna bring up poisons every rose has its thorn solo again you can fuck off my <laughs> good man <laughs> i didn't i didn't i didn't say that all right what were you specifically thinking about then
1: Oh, that was it, but I yeah. didn't say yeah. it. <laughs> I didn't say it. You said it.
0: Uh Pissed me off so much. Practice. Woo! Perfect. Hey, let's get up on stage and pray in front of people. Boing, twing. Gurg, <laughs> fuck. Fuckity fuck. <laughs> uh. hey, you ready to move on? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, The next item uh, up for bid on the prices, right? Uh. <laughs> Is I, I had a mouthful of beer. Otherwise, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say great minds, but I say mind anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, do not adjust your set, which was yeah. produced by Humphrey Barclay, who we discussed in the series one episodes where they got Python started. He was a big advocate of Python. Mm-hmm. Had twenty nine episodes over two series. Uh, started in december 1967 and ended in may 1969 okay would include jones palin and idol from the beginning but also later included terry Gilliam.
1: oh yeah now wasn't wasn't this the children's
0: show this is more of a children's show yes i mean it's still got some really good humor and, and i also own the dvd of do not adjust your set for the episodes that they still have because some of these also were wiped but it's it's really it's really good i'll i'll get to a few things about the actual show here in, in a second but if you don't mind <laughs> on meeting terry gilliam <laughs> sure so idol in his autobiography said one day a strange looking american with long hair who looked a bit like singer-songwriter John Denver, wearing a yak-skin Afghan coat, came back after a show to meet us. It was love at first sight. I loved that coat. And and then also, he had been (laughs) sent to Humphrey Barclay by John Cleese, whom he'd met in New York, and he wanted to work on our show. Mike and Terry disliked him at once. What on earth did we need another writer for? And an American? Was I nuts? I don't know why but I was convinced he had something and it wasn't just his exotic coat. And we, and we talked about that coat and John Cleese and Terry Gilliam in the series one arc. Yes. Uh, Gilliam sketches here were stream of consciousness flows. That would, we talked about being a huge part of Monty Python. Yeah. Palin on Terry joining said he looked very show and, and he actually says <laughs> it with a sneer. Like, and he goes, Eric took to him immediately. And this is Americans coming over to our nerdy shows to show us how we do it. And <laughs> whereas Gilliam says that Eric can spot a star. <laughs> uh, but Palin did say after Gilliam joined that it was great and his animations had perfect timing. Cool. Yep. But then there's Terry G on Terry G joining. Uh huh. Mike and Terry did not want the man in the coat. they they were very sniffy and protective of their spots but eric was all about it mostly for the coat and partially for the hot girlfriend and because it just felt like it should be nice yeah Uh, but yeah like like jody said this was actually a, a kid's show but i do find it you know being hilarious they uh, ended up being broadcast early in the day for kids because that's how it was made. But then they would actually air it later in the day for adults when they got home from work.
1: Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> and you know, and that—that's kind of just just because something's kind of geared more towards kids doesn't mean adults can't enjoy
0: it, right? And they and they thought moving from the Frost Report to Do Not Adjust Your Set was a step up even though it was a kid's show because they got to act and mm-hmm. were basically in charge and, and they didn't really change the writing or remove much of the filth. I mean, they didn't go overboard with it, but they got to keep the little, little things in there. Yeah. Uh, two, two things for me, but yeah, yeah you can keep um, putting whatever. Uh, Gilliam's elephant animation is the thing that Jones really points to all the time where they knew he would be great for Python with the stream of consciousness filler animation between sketches and you can actually just google search uh do not adjust your set gilliam terry gilliam animation for uh, elephant animation and and you'll see one of his earliest ones and it's, it's fantastic cool uh but the other thing i was going to mention was mm-hmm. that there was also a band that would play songs oh yeah yeah the the bonzo dog doodah band yes <laughs> And if you want to know what being out there means, watch the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band. (laughs) And uh, Neil Ennis was one of the members of the band. Mm -hmm. And and we talked about him being the the seventh Python or or maybe eighth, because we think personally Kara Cleveland should be as the seventh Python. Yes. We also talked about this band in our Six Degrees of Deep Black Purple Sabbath episode. We did. Yes so there's a drink for hearkening back to an earlier episode and if you haven't listened to that one that was actually quite fun it was i managed to find a really weird odd way to get from halloween (laughs) you did but but that one took a lot of research there's no way i that's tough yeah all right i think i got one more since we're making these two episodes instead of three one more piece here yep one more piece and then i'll have some notes about series two specifically we'll do next time Um, okay but but for now the last thing i have is a show called the complete and utter history of britain (laughs) very quick one series six episodes january and february 1969 yep palin and jones also did this show uh cleese phoned up palin after the last episode and said i've seen the series you won't be doing any more of those will you let's do something together (laughs) (laughs) And, and then they actually kind of make it sound like he just meant Mike. Uh, but Mike brought along Jones and Gilliam and Idol. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, and as we mentioned in series one, this is where Monty Python started. Uh-huh. And otherwise, uh, just going to say is during the complete and utter history of Britain, where Jones and Palin knew they needed people who get the humor and could play the parts and have the physical setting right, which leads right into Python and they even some of the history stuff into grail that we'll eventually get to yeah uh, but that is it other than so i've got some other things about series two that will go into our next episode because instead we really should talk about some of the dun, episodes dun, dun. yeah <laughs> them, them
1: i didn't i didn't know you were going to do the dramatic music there so it's...
0: <laughs> and i wasn't i wasn't sure what you're going to say <laughs> What we need is some organ music, but I promise not to be naked while I play it. Thank you. (laughs) Not that it matters. You can't see me. Just the thought. Well, maybe bothers you. We may have some listeners out there who'd be titillated.
1: (laughs) Well, well, good for them.
0: Although, if I were to guess, they'd probably still at least have me being in my kilt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Slavin. James Slavin. Licensed to kilt. Okay, let's move on. We should just do. I've actually got notes ready for some James Bond stuff, and then we can just flame into whatever we want. (laughs) So, episodes.
1: Episode seven, the Attila the Hun show.
0: (laughs) This is, oh god, they make Attila the Hun as if it's a sitcom with one of the best sitcom love song theme songs.
1: Oh yeah. No, they, they okay, so in the Wikipedia article, they say that this is literally a parody of the Debbie Reynolds show.
0: Oh, is it? Yeah. By the way, if if you heard the log clanking, I was opening another beer and I knocked off the empty.
1: Oh, well, as long as it was empty.
0: <laughs> it was. Oh, but I did not know that. Cool.
1: Yeah. The the only problem I had with this sketch again is one of them was in blackface.
0: Right. Well, when I say acceptable at the time, white people were okay with it, you know, so not really acceptable, but I I will give Python that like the O2 and uh, everything they've done for the past several, like the past couple decades, they have gone out of their way to either ditch those or to redo them. So they are my even like, it doesn't, it either makes fun of everybody Mm -hmm. or nobody, or, you know, like the penis song, then they added in vagina stuff for the women, you know, so they, right. They've, they've understood times have changed and I think they actually like it better too from what they've said.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, and, and I mean, you know, I, I get it because it was, what year was this?
0: <laughs> uh, this was... This, this, this was Yeah,
1: it was 1970. So, you know, in, in 1970, it was a little, you know, like you said, don't want to really say acceptable, but it was accepted better then than it would be now.
0: I'm oh, yeah, not hell. saying
1: it was necessarily right,
0: But we probably could have gotten away with that in the '80s at high school if we wanted to. So you know, just no. It doesn't mean we. I'm glad we did not. Oh yeah, no kidding. Yeah, (laughs) but but yeah, yeah. That's a hilarious episode. But the overacting Eric idol and blackface, yeah, doing the doing the black butler thing was a bit. Now, honestly, even as a kid, that was probably my least favorite part of the skit, just because it seemed like it was shoehorned it like okay let's pretend that everything else was fine with that that piece felt shoehorned yeah. to me but that's a s- stupid sitcom trope so <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, sorry I, I think i bogarded guarded that conversation did you have more on
1: no 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 okay that's all
0: i want to say but it's good it's, it's hilarious john cleese is a total on. yeah
1: oh yeah yeah it definitely is i i mean you know just if you haven't watched it and that's one of the reasons i bring this up if you haven't watched it and you go to watch it
0: just be prepared <laughs> well it's it's neat they do the monty python thing where they start as if it's an actual historical reenactment nonfiction movie of the week mm-hmm. and then bang left turn <laughs> yeah i'm ready to move on so you know if you have more on that that one
1: uh no no i don't
0: all right my, my next note is on the strip striptease
1: yes um my only note on that that it was terry jones
0: <laughs> well i one thing i was going to mention is that because i've mentioned it and you've mentioned it a hundred million thousand times terry jones loves to get naked on money by <laughs> i mean jesus <laughs> yeah uh, i mean i know he's not the only one but f- fuck's sake
1: <laughs> he was usually the one and, and this one, he was he was uh, acting as, as the Secretary of State and then does a strip tease.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, he likes it. Uh, yeah. And, and I was going to mention that I actually use this for my own thing. I was trying out, I, I think it's Survivor, I can't remember. It's been 20 years. But I was going to try out for one of those uh, reality shows where you actually go and have to be sort of, you know, whatever. But I, I did the central limit theorem proof, which is a big statistical thing. I got a chalkboard. I actually snuck into the, the grad student's office at night when nobody was there and started doing it on the chalkboard. And after a few lines, I started stripping down. <laughs> now, I watched it and then I did not send it in because this is about the time where I started gaining weight because I just become a father recently. <laughs> I'm like, nope.
1: That's funny.
0: Uh, but yeah, yeah, I stole that from Terry. Thanks, Terry. <laughs> Where, wherever you're at. <laughs> now, that, that's what I had on that.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, the next one I had a note on, and it's it's actually according to this, it's three sketches, but they all kind of, I, I when you know the first time you watch it, you think it's all part of the same sketch, and it starts with the rat catcher. <laughs>
0: You don't have rats,
1: <laughs> you, have, she- you, you have, have killer sheep.
0: sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Although, in the, in, little... the in the
1: wainscotting, killer, the... <laughs> <laughs> but, but apparently, rat catcher, wainscotting, and killer sheep are all three separate sketches, but they're all part of the same thing because yeah. they all take place in the same room. The sheep shoot the rat, ca- rat catcher. <laughs>
0: I mean, I, I I know they have it listed as different things, but I sorry I would say it's still the same skit. But I yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, but you skipped over the uh, Vox Pops. I did, because because I, didn't I have actually a note just on that. have a, a quick note <laughs> because I love that sketch because they you know the Vox Pops of course the person in the street yeah. and they, they that whole sketch of where they go from intelligent to blithering has a huge impact on my sense of humor. <laughs> but uh but also the uh the political groupies yes quite attractive
1: <laughs> yeah
0: and by the way when they talk about 10,000 pounds british money pounds right uh, 1970 that's yeah, 148,000 pounds now nice yeah so that is not a small amount no and if you want to know what you're talking about go watch it yes jerks <laughs>
1: now uh, well, were you were you done with that?
0: Yep, I'm done with that and ready to move on to whatever the next one is okay. you have. Cause yeah.
1: Well, I just I just I wanted to say that uh, going back to the rat catcher thing, th- there's there's a running gag in that one, and it, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of times when they when they do something where one of them's dressed up as a housewife, they they will show them stuffing a chicken. <laughs>
0: That's what housewives did back in the sixties, right? In seventies. Uh,
1: yeah, I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And it, but it just it, it caught my eye the second because because this was like the second time I had watched the series all the way through. I, I oh, wait a minute! They're always showing the housewives stuffing the chicken, and you know, it's not necessarily stuffing that they're putting in the chicken. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're stuffing the chicken, but.
1: Whether or not it's stuffing is up for debate.
0: Well, edible. <laughs> yeah, I guess technically anything you shove in something else is stuffing.
1: That's true. <laughs> Although I think in this one was it was it Palin? Was it actually who was dressed up as the housewife? I I don't remember because I don't. I can't tell if I put a comma after Palin's name. I don't think I did. I wrote Michael Palin stuffing a chicken and I think he was the husband man. And then I think he kind of walked around with it on his hand.
0: So some of these, it was a while ago when I watched, so I made my big yeah. notes and then I don't remember some of the tiny things now.
1: Yeah. That's kind of the way I am too.
0: Then so. <laughs> anyway, it keep going. Cause I'm, I've, I've uh, got my notes here. I'll, I'll jump back if you skip over one.
1: Well, I know. I know they did. um, They they did several small things. The news for parrots. Who's a pretty boy. Who's a pretty boy. Yeah. (laughs) The the news for Gibbons.
0: Wait, hold on real quick. Was Uh, the news for parrots, the one that went into that somewhere in this little one is where they have what was the the show? I mean, not Charles Dickens, but it was some sort of classic English literature. So, I, so I'm just going to well, I'm gonna say great expectations or Oliver Twist because that makes sense. And that's like yeah. Oliver Twist for parrots. And they come in all somber and looking and the old guy's on the bed and his daughter and the guy comes in. Who's a pretty boy? Who's a pretty boy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, they did, but that's not listed as one of the things here for some reason.
0: Well, I think that goes in the news for parrots. Then, yeah. Right. Or I one think goes so, into yeah. the Yeah.
1: So, well, yeah, because it, it, it was news for parrots, and they, they used the BBC TV news uh, sign or, you know, graphic or whatever. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, news for Gibbons, which was kind of along the same line. And uh, Today in Parliament, which was, you know, I guess supposed to be one of those talk show kind of things. And and then the news for Wombats, and they, they show the BBC TV news thing again, but this time it's upside down because – Wombats are from you know, down Australia under, and, yeah, down <laughs> under.
0: <laughs> See, they're smart too. It's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I keep going. i animation the Till of the Bun, hilarious.
1: Yes, it is. The idiot in rural society.
0: That I that, love the This I'd may be that. where the 10,000 pounds comes from, actually. I, it may be. I think, I think so. That's right. This is a hilarious. Uh, go ahead if you have actual things. I just think it's hilarious. I,
1: I j- just that it's a great sketch, and Chapman plays a character in this. His name is
0: M Brando. <laughs> Gee, who could they be talking about there? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the, this is the one I think where they say that a good idiot can make up to 10,000 pounds a year, which would be about a, almost 150,000 pounds in current yeah. money. That's pretty good for. <laughs> a,
1: yeah, for, for the village idiot, because that's yeah. what it is. It's the village idiot. And it's, it's <laughs>
0: Cleese who plays that character. But he starts off like being normal. He's like, in today's society, the village idiot plays a nice role. Oh, wait, hold on one second. Here come some people. <laughs> 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 and then at the end, it shows him in bed with two beautiful women. He goes, well, I may be an idiot, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, an no, idol. You know, it's like eh, some idiots try to be all intellectual, but I'm more of the physical idiot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get up at five o'clock and oh, and, <laughs> the, and they,
1: yeah, they, they talked about the difference between the, the 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 village idiot, the rural you know society, and the city idiots. <laughs> so, or, or maybe they did because my note is city idiots equal twits.
0: Yeah, the the, the city idiots are much like the upper class twits. Yeah, that from, will have a.
1: Have we not talked? Yeah, that's season
0: one, right? Series one.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yep, yeah. (laughs) Still one of my favorite
0: sketches. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I'm ready to move on. It's up to you.
1: Um, I just uh, the next one was the test match against Iceland. Um, my only note was that Chapman was drinking.
0: (laughs) He's drinking. My my only note is there's a green Chesterfield on the cricket field, which green Chesterfield is a couch. Yes. And Douglas Adams is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy trilogy in the third book. That's how uh, Arthur and Ford get out of the past by jumping on a Chesterfield couch because of a slip in the time stream. (laughs) That's that's right. But it's hilarious because the announcers are all getting tanked. (laughs) Anyway, I've only actually got one more tiny note, and I'll get to that at the end.
1: I, I just the next one is the Epsom furniture race, and I think there's a reference to the bishop sketch from a previous episode.
0: The bishop, it's too late. <laughs>
1: and uh, the the last one is spot the brain cell, which is a parody of a game show called Take Your Pick, which had been canceled roughly two years earlier, according to uh, the Wikipedia article.
0: Yep, but I have no idea what it is. So, you know,
1: I, I have one more note. I put it next to this episode, but it's not really about the episode. It was just, I think it was at that point in series two that I noticed this that they mentioned East Anglia several times during the second series. It was, it was again, it was one of those, it was almost like it was a running gag throughout the entire second series.
0: My only other note is that uh, evidently, according to this episode, penguins oh. eat spam. <laughs> they, they do like their penguins and they do like their spam.
1: <laughs> yes. Maybe that's why the penguin explodes on the TV.
0: Too much spam. Too much spam. <laughs> Not enough lobster thermidor and spam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that, that's what I have. Yeah, yeah, me too. So ready for episode eight?
1: Yes. Archaeology today. and I really only have a couple of couple of three notes
0: i don't have much on this one either it's it's good it's funny yeah just yeah it's it's yeah go so you go ahead then i'll then i'll do mine well it
1: just it it opens with a i guess what was it like a movie trailer with terry gilliam uh, as as a boxer somewhere in the trailer Uh, are you asking me i yeah kind of because i really don't remember (laughs) my note is gilliam as a boxer (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> i uh i don't remember
1: uh, i don't either i see I'd, I'd have to watch it again um yeah my my next note's not until the silly doctor sketch
0: oh just go i tell you what, if you only have a few notes once you do all your notes and then i'll do my notes
1: well just in the, in the silly, silly doctor sketch they uh there's a mention of spiny norman yep <laughs> Um, I the, the only other note I have is on the uh, Roy and Hank Spim mosquito hunters sketch, <laughs> and, and and I don't remember which one of them it is. It, it was uh Chapman's character, I think, who said it. I love animals, that's why I like to kill them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good mosquito gets you two pence on the black market. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I it's a good episode, but yeah, I don't have
1: yeah i, I didn't have... I didn't make a whole lot of notes on
0: it i uh, i made one note on the archaeology today sketch because they're talking about um you know they have archaeologists come in and it's like a, a show and uh has terry jones who's who's of course short and john cleese is yes. very tall and michael palin the uh <laughs> person who's interviewing them he's like well tell me about yourself you must be like six foot three right that's very tall and cleese is trying to talk about archaeology he's like what's it like to be so tall and just <laughs> that's that's what he focused on, and then he ignores Jones, who gets pissed off because he's too and, short.
1: And he, yeah, I was gonna say, and he ignores Jones
0: because he's too he's short. Too short. <laughs> and then finally, he gets fed up. He goes, Can I please speak? I came all the way from Oslo to do this program. I am a professor of archaeology, I'm an expert in ancient civilizations. All right, I'm only five foot ten. All right, my posture is bad. I slump in my chair, but I've had more women than either of you two. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and then, then of course they find each other out in the field and to become taller, they have people jump on their shoulders and <gasps> seven foot <Yeah>. nine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I love the, uh, which, which is the actual sketch name. Uh, do, 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 Beethoven's uh, Beethoven, um, Beethoven's Beethoven's minor bird. Yes. Yeah. It, it's, it's sort of a trilogy. It's listed as three things, but it's sort of one overall skit where it just shows Beethoven, Shakespeare, Michelangelo sort of talking and, but my favorite part is Beethoven, played by John Cleese, has this minor bird that just keeps making fun of him and eventually yep. Beethoven gets pissed off, pulls out a pistol and shoots the bird. <laughs> Which, you know, in real life would not be funny, but it's obviously a stud bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's all I had on that episode.
1: Um, yeah, me too.
0: Cool. We, we should do one more then, at least. Yes. You know, episode nine.
1: How to Recognize Different Parts of the Body.
0: <laughs> which always reminds me of the Larch. Yeah. <laughs> the Larch, which is a skit from Series 1 that you should go listen yes. to because we talked about that.
1: Yeah. Um, now, in, in this one, the gag is that in between some of the sketches, they will cut back to this, you know, thing on how to identify different parts of the body. Yeah. <laughs> the nose
0: (laughs) (laughs) there's a there's a really good one on the end (laughs) two two three three really good ones (laughs) yeah we we should we should wait till the end right before we do that yes yes yeah
1: and but that was um i guess that was my first note that 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 is a running gag throughout the episode
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah yeah like the tree
1: yeah and this one um so when when the show when the episode starts um that it's the intro with cleese saying and now for something completely different but this is the one where it starts off with models in bathing suits two-piece bikinis and as it pans
0: gorgeous brilliant
1: yeah and it pans across until you get to john cleese at his desk actually laying on his desk in a two-piece bikini
0: kind of doing kind of doing the burt reynolds <laughs> and
1: and he says the and now for something completely different and but this also had the it's man in it too
0: in a bikini
1: in a bikini yeah
0: so yeah michael palin doing the it's with the bikini on <laughs> <laughs> and there's a little extra of that too but you should just watch that you know. yes yeah um
1: now this is the first episode with the Bruces.
0: Bruce! Bruce here. Hey Bruce. <laughs> yeah, one of, the, and, one of the
1: and I noticed they're drinking Foster's.
0: Foster's beer. <laughs> yep. Which I think um a lot of people in Australia, from what I understand, actually kind of make fun of. <laughs> or, or maybe they only <laughs> they make fun do. of it because everybody just assumes it's the best beer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's one of the few skits written by Idol and Cleese.
1: Yes, yeah, that's actually the note that uh, Wikipedia has.
0: <laughs> oh, do they?
1: <laughs> yes, Bruce's sketch written by Cleese and Idol.
0: <laughs> uh, it says written by, but it doesn't say one of the few written by, see? We're better than no, it Wikipedia. Doesn't. Yeah. That's, um, well, of course yeah well yeah naturally yeah kilimanjaro sketch during season one that we talked about was one of the others but yeah very few Mm -hmm. written by those two together
1: yeah
0: and we talked about why in the series one arc so you can go listen to that (laughs) Ha. yes um Um, i i've got a few to go before i get to my next note so
1: i my next one was on the cosmetic surgery sketch uh, and that is That there's a callback to episode six of the second series, but I, oh yeah. The Raymond luxury yacht.
0: Yacht. (laughs) (laughs) But it's pronounced throat wobbler mangrove.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That was, that's the callback to that episode. The, the animation uh, killer cars.
0: Oh man. I, uh, I, I, I've got some notes on this one. Do you have anything before I go? Uh,
1: I I do, but your notes will probably cover my notes. So go ahead.
0: Okay. So killer cars, animation, Uh Gilliam's girlfriend uh, just before Python started. uh, And and this, we talked about her of the Londoner in series one. Um, She had impressed Uh the other pythons of course. And and they just split just after Python started. So he got to keep their cat named cat because he never (laughs) asked the cat what the cat's name actually was. So just call him cat. (laughs) <laughs> sure this it's actually the siamese who goes around destroying the killer cars is this cat oh that's funny it has that sort of weird look because he took a picture of his dad so terry gilliam's dad came to visit holding uh-huh. the cat and you know how you hold a cat up under its front leg so it just the hangs there yes that's, that's what he he used
1: that's funny i did not know that but that yeah. explains a hell of
0: a lot <laughs> and uh, john cleese actually had the the sibling cat uh, the cat had a sibling and john cleese please took it oh cool what the fuck else did i write um, here? killer cars from season two about how to recognize another fun note um that i put here because of this not because i forgot about it in the previous episode although i did mention that he's married to. they broke up just oh they broke up just in time to meet future and stole current wife maggie weston who was the my um uh, i misspelled that it's not weston i can't remember maggie's last name sorry maggie uh, but it's a Python makeup person who Terry Gilliam ended up marrying. Oh, cool! Yeah, their uh, their first trysts when they got together were in the hotel that was used by Cleese and Connie in Faulty Towers. Oh, cool. But anyway, the the only other thing I have is that I fucking love this animation and it's hilarious.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it it is one of the best animations he did. And that's saying a lot because, you know, most of them were really good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh. Cars went to natural selection to reduce their pedestrian population. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody keep up. Yep. <laughs> the only way to get rid of the cars was atomic mutation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, yeah, but then you got a problem.
0: Because then you got the cat.
1: <laughs> yep. All right, 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 right. Till the giant hand shows up. <laughs> Uh, oh, hey, then, then, oh huh? go ahead well i was gonna say then 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 my next note is the return of the batley townswomen's guild
0: oh so real quick um, uh-huh. i actually do have a note that the camp square bashing yes the swanning military just hilarious dance of the sugar plum um sort of uh of swanning military formation thing is hilarious and then goes into the dance of the sugar film play- fairy animation with old army guys and it's hilarious
1: oh that yes okay i, I had a i had a note my, my note was haha <laughs> <laughs> so so it was funny i, I just don't remember it
0: <laughs> and and before you get to uh batley townswoman guild the cup price- yeah, there is
1: another yeah there's another sketch in there
0: yeah yeah and it's uh palin again plays luigi focaccia yeah (laughs) that's true but it's it's hilarious idols patter is one of i eric idol does the great like salesman thing where he's like this this, no this okay i'll give you You the notes and do want to mention that jones plays the old woman because he's good at it and he mentions that the flight to over the hills and far away (laughs) 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 although Ah, that wasn't out yet yeah zeppelin the song for zeppelin hasn't come out yet so i just wonder if it's sort of an english idiom saying thing
1: i imagine it is
0: and then of course you get to the pilot who is japanese and they actually his he's called mr kamikaze which gives you a lot of faith in the very fast airline (laughs) (laughs) yes um but but that was i mean then my next notes on the the Batley women town's guild.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I um I just did that one in the the following sketch uh take place at the beach. oh yeah. That that was that was my note.
0: Cool. yeah I guess I had two notes. One wasn't a note but one I remembered when when I saw it here. So keep going and, and you know, and I'll I'll let you know if you went too far or or if it's the same skit I have something on.
1: Well, I was just uh, yeah, I was just going to say that the, it was the Batley Town's Women's Guild Presents the first heart transplant, but it's it's it, it's but they wind up doing the same thing that they did in the other Batley Towns Women's Guild presents you know the Battle of Pearl Harbor where they just
0: wail on each other,
1: wail, wail on each other in the in the in the <laughs> at the beach this time instead of in the mud. Um, right.
0: But it's funnier because Pearl Harbor, of course, is a war fight thing, so at least it's fighting. No, yeah. this is the first heart transplant. and They still just go wail at each other.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep um yeah and and the one after that was the first underwater production of measure for measure which is a I, it's a play i'm thinking i don't i don't really know much about measure for measure but it's yeah the, no, it's, the it's whole William thing takes place underwater shakespeare, <laughs> William
0: shakespeare just so you yeah.
1: know oh okay well see
0: it's well whatever <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's, a, it's underwater yeah it's, it's yeah
1: so okay so the next two kind of are, are listed as separate but they they again they, they run together and i think i know which one james has the <laughs> um <laughs> So, so the death of Mary Queen of Scots it was hilarious that's really my only note just haha
0: <laughs> well it's radio, right yeah yeah and, and I can Mary Queen the death of Mary Queen of Scots part one ah, thump, thump, bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> coming up part two <laughs> just... and, and for,
1: for part three they had to change to the different to a different channel <laughs> but it was the same thing <laughs>
0: and it's now four o'clock. Time for the penguin on your TV set to explode. (laughs) and there's more than that. I just, I don't want to give it, but yeah. yeah. If you have more, it's cool, but.
1: (laughs) Um, So you you and I have this uh, joke we bring up every once in a while from when we went to see Spinal Tap in concert. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fuck the doves. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that joke may have actually originated with the exploding penguin sketch because there's a line where it's it's cleese chapman in in drag and chapman says i I don't remember what cleese said but chapman's reaction is intercourse the penguin (laughs) (laughs) and if you if you pay attention to cleese when he says that cleese almost loses it (laughs) and and breaks character and starts laughing I mean, he he does everything he can to hold it in. I, and, and it's obvious that's what he's doing. And that just makes it even funnier.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that was the actual line. <laughs> but but they, they also do say Chapman was good at those just one-offs. Even if it was written that way, the way he would do it would kill, like, yeah. slay the others.
1: Yeah, and you may be right. That may not be the line that Cleese almost broke on. But, yeah, it, he, he did it in that sketch.
0: Oh, no, I mean uh, that – Cle- that that wasn't the line chapman was supposed to say which oh guard is, he is improvised I, the line is what i'm thinking yeah
1: he may have yeah
0: okay and of course so, the penguin yeah <laughs> pepper pot yes uh, and then, then a couple other so there's some really good songs sergeant ducky song the the being Piddle mm-hmm. tittle bong song are hilarious because well especially the last one because you think chapman's gonna do some really suave thing and then he goes into the chapman thing of bing did, did, bon, ding, and it just <laughs> it's, he, he go. it's it's hilarious uh, but we talked about how to recognize different parts of the body mm-hmm. and my favorite parts uh i've got three but J- jody's has one of these so i'll let him go um but number 22 the nipple but it points to a radio knob on a radio <laughs> <laughs> number 26 Margaret Thatcher's brain and it points at her shin <laughs> <laughs> yep And then uh, at the very end, number 31 the end pointing at Graham Chapman's ass <laughs> And that's why it's funny <laughs> it, it is <laughs> um I, I actually don't have a lot of notes for episode 10 if you want to do one more on this this one.
1: ah uh- so i was just thinking because this one there weren't a lot of sketches in this one no it's good because because they were longer sketches
0: yeah so yeah that's a, yeah i'm good with this yeah so we can do um, episode 10
1: okay scott of the antarctic scott, scott scott of the antarctic
0: they they don't do that i just wanted to
1: <laughs> no
0: yeah love the opening hoity-toity fringe film film yes. that crashed Landfill, <laughs> yeah.
1: With uh, uh Terry Jones and Carol Cleveland,
0: but I, I don't want to. I don't. I mean, it's good. It's it's funny. It, it's,
1: it is. I had a note about cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was oh, a cabbage in it. <laughs> there was a cabbage in it, and 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 I think they did this intentionally. The boom mic comes down into frame so that you see it, and I think that was intentional because it's a French art film.
0: Yes, it's and, yeah.
1: it's so yeah. So they were kind of making fun of that. Um, and then, and then it goes into Scott of the Antarctic.
0: <laughs> oh, it's it's hilarious. Exactly. Now, if you go and give your notes, and then I'll just give mine because it's yeah, I think we'll interrupt each other too much.
1: Well, my notes for Scott of the Antarctic or Antarctic are vanilla whore.
0: <laughs> it's the name of the um, Carol Cleveland's actor character, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a James Bond. It sounds like a James Bond take.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And um, that John Cleese plays a drunk director. It's great! It's great! Yeah. Let's do that! <laughs> and, and, and then they decide to change it to Scott of the Sahara so that they can have him fight a lion.
0: Because <laughs> he's uh, supposed to initially fight a penguin. And <laughs> well, what if we do an electric yeah. penguin with tentacles?
1: <laughs> so so, they're, so they're, in the, they're in the Sahara. There's a dog sled. He fights a fake lion and there's a giant electric penguin.
0: <laughs> That's one of my notes was that even though they go to the Sahara, they still use the dogs <laughs> and the penguin and, and the pig. And the, and they, he fights a stuffed lion, which yeah. then goes into a guy dressed as a lion, like just with the <laughs> lion Halloween who fights him with a knife <laughs> and, and earlier. And I'm assuming Cleese's drunk director is Scottish because of the way he goes great. Yeah. Kind of, but it, then it's like, oh, we're going to have the scene where blood spurts out. And, and and that that happens in the most hilarious way possible. Yes. Oh, uh, but yeah, there's the electric penguin with tentacles still comes along, which means somehow Jones gets to strip down again <laughs> and kill the penguin using his jock strap as a sling. <laughs> I forgot about that. But yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, of course, you know, when they're doing this whole thing, and then
1: after that sketch.
0: Oh, wait, wait, I'm not done
1: oh you're not done oh you not still mine. have more okay. i still have two more things Let me know when
0: you're done uh so carol okay. cleveland is plays vanilla horn and, and they have this weird thing where she is in a trench um but michael palin uh-huh. is wearing risers on his feet to play scott and they're so far different you uh-huh. can't see him and they're like well why don't we bring her out of the trench and take the risers off she goes i played all my roles and i played alexander fleming in a borrow <laughs> and, <laughs> and the fact that they have Alexander Fleming, medicine man, and they um, use the word Barrow from, you know, Tolkien's favorite chapter of mine. Yes. <laughs> is hilarious. And other than that, you uh, also get to see a lot of Carol Cleveland.
1: Yes, because once she's out of the fur coat, she's in a bikini.
0: <laughs> oh, I thought they were just their underwear.
1: Oh yeah, yeah no, yeah you're right. I think it is just her underwear because because of the way that the the, everything else comes off.
0: Yeah, yeah. She loses her her underwear. Yeah, yeah. even loses her bra, although she is facing away from us. So
1: yes, and and yeah, unfortunately.
0: What what are you going to do? But yeah, that's actually all I have until (laughs) the Carol
1: Cleveland topless,
0: (laughs) (laughs) the most downloaded Money Python episode.
1: um so okay so, uh yeah let's move on um so after that sketch 17 and a half minutes out of a 30 minute sketch they finally do the opening credits <laughs> uh, and and uh, then I, they do one of the one of the most classic although not one of my favorite i i do enjoy it but one of the one of the most classic gilliam animations that you know usually when they say oh yeah terry gilliams animations this is usually one of the ones they show yeah yeah conrad pooh or yeah conrad pooh's and his dancing teeth and i'm pretty sure that's actually gilliams face isn't it
0: i think so Uh, it certainly looks like him but i'm pretty sure it is
1: i i always thought it was I, i did i did want to mention the one after that the fish license slash the 10 foot tall mayor sketch so this this is the return of cleese's character eric praline who was in the crunchy frog sketch and is the character from the dead paris sketch now he 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 he's he wants a he wants a fish license
0: <laughs> you like know, a license, license for my it. fish
1: eric <laughs> yeah all of all of his pets are named eric now they recreated this on one of their albums and it leads into one of my favorite all-time Monty Python songs Eric the half a bee
0: Quite the naughty Randy bee fucking song
1: yes <laughs> yes it is it is hilarious and I just I, I don't know I, I love that song and to, to find out that it was actually attached to that sketch <laughs> At least on the album, and it was—it was apparently it was really hard for them to get Cleese to sing anything, even when they were doing the albums because Cleese didn't think he had a very good singing voice.
0: Well, he, he doesn't, but it's great for comedy.
1: Yeah. It, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 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 it. I mean, you know, but but if you're doing comedy songs, who cares if you have a great singing voice? Exactly, you know, because you want it to be funny, not great. <laughs> right, right. You you want it to be. Great in a funny way, not great in a you're a master singer,
0: right? And, b- and by the way, the lyrics let's talk about it being a demi bee. And we talked about demi things in a recent episode about how a demi is a half, a demigod is half god, half human. This yep. demi bee is half a bee, yep. That was loved carnally, semi carnally, syro no, semi carnally. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know i actually have no idea who cyril Connolly is by the way <laughs> um
1: i i know i've heard the name outside of that reference and i'm not entirely sure who he is without looking him up right
0: now well i just looked him up and he's an english literary critic and writer and okay. i'm good to go from there i'm not yeah. stressed about i mean it looks like he's won awards and you know but yeah. outside of what i care about right now
1: yeah um i just I would point out that the next sketch is a rugby match that includes the ten foot tall mayor from the previous sketch, <laughs> and then the next, the, the the last sketch is the Long John Silver impersonators versus the Bournemouth gynecologists in what was it? It was soccer, wasn't it? Football.
0: Yeah. Well, what Americans would call soccer, and yeah, Europeans yeah. would call football. And I, okay, only- and,
1: and I'm going I'm to say this again the british were the ones who came up with the word soccer not the, not not us americans
0: right because it's a social
1: yes thing. anyway yeah
0: uh, yep oh uh, no i love it when you bring it up because you know then i get to call it whatever the fuck i want and say yes. that the english actually came up with both terms so yeah um, which i use uh, it, it's, it's cool.
1: technically correct
0: yeah um but technically on- correct is the best kind of correct <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, my, my only real real note on this one is that the Long John Silver impersonators had fake peg legs.
0: That's, that's my only note. It's,
1: it's it's hilarious
0: because they can't move.
1: It's a a soccer match. And yeah, exactly. They can't do anything because they all have peg legs.
0: (laughs) So the gynecologists are all dressed up as doctors with the coats and the the hats and stuff on, just going around kicking ass with soccer. (laughs) Long John John Silver impersonators, just stand there. Or... (laughs) Or fall over. <laughs> or fall over. <laughs> oh shit. Huh. Anyway. <laughs> yep. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> anyway, that's that's what I have on on that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Conda. Cool. I know you are, but oh wait, no, never mind. <laughs> well, cool. That wasn't too bad. I mean, it might be a long episode, but not overly long for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah remember episode zero when you said you're going to do 20 to 30 minute episodes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> assholes <laughs> we should have known you two couldn't shut up if your life depended on it
1: i, I almost made another uh, lucifer reference there but i won't
0: okay let's 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 move on doing something that those long john silver impersonators can't do yeah <laughs> Uh, much like the gynecologists you should share us (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) with your friends and family and (laughs) and and rate us (laughs) oh by the way do you have some ratings at least on itunes thank you for those who've rated us because right now i think we only have two or three but we're Uh five star baby (laughs) all right
1: i i can honestly say i was i was not one of those
0: i wasn't either sweet and we don't know who Wait, do you say the sweet or do you say the who? I said both. Okay. Two I said band. the
1: sweet. We don't know who.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. I mean, I'm not saying I won't eventually, but I always forget to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be driving and listening to our episode every Friday because I like to see what we do. So I can, you know, it takes a month. That was a good. That worked. That was dumb, but I'm going to do it again anyway. You know, whatever. Um, i'm like i should rate us then i'll get to where i'm going and no no it's forgot anyway that's what i have on this episode (laughs) me too all right so we'll come back with one more episode for series two yeah sometime soon yep but until then i'm james i'm jody we'll talk to you later bye The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Hello. There we go. Find my fucking notes. Newts. We don't need any newts. I got to tell you the thing you sent Rob and Donnie and I just a minute ago about um, God not liking Christian bands. Yeah. And I wrote Fuck Striper. Uh Uh-huh. I wrote Fuck. I put an ST, and my phone actually auto-suggested straight.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice. Well, you're just a heartless bastard. <laughs> I am. But this is good. Audience participation was for chord time. Solos were Seamus' time. <laughs>